This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Jobs, employability and wages all featured highly in today's debate in Parliament with Manpower Minister Josephine Teo addressing the hot-button issue of work passes. Now she said imposing quotas on higher-end foreign professionals mm-hmm. on employment passes is not unthinkable, but such a move would probably be unwise. Now more importantly, Singapore should not miss the woods for the trees. The number of locals in PMET jobs has grown on average around 35,000 annually. So we have the 9,000 in growth of EPs and SPASs, average annual in the last five years. And during that same period, what is the growth of locals in PMET jobs? On average, 35,000 annually. For every new EP or SPAS holder added, in the last five years. About four more locals took up PMAT jobs. Just think about that. Mrs. Teo also announced that a new progressive wage model mark will be introduced to urge companies lift salaries for lower income workers. She said the model could be expanded beyond the current sectors of cleaning, security and landscaping to include food services and retail trade. Now, the debate also highlighted issues younger workers are facing. While NTUC Assistant Secretary-General Desmond Chu spoke about the need to give new graduates more help to improve their career prospects, while MP Tin Pei Ling stressed the importance of ensuring they have the right skills, behaviour and attitude to become leaders. This generation will require a career booster more so than other generations. COVID-19 will probably manifest a resilient generation, but they will need a helping hand to emerge stronger. If we can find a way to cultivate a critical mass of Singaporean talents who not only are technically skilled, but also with leadership skills and acumen, the ecosystem will be so much healthier and competitive. Setting stricter quotas and higher minimum wages for employment passes are needed to address systemic vulnerabilities. But it is much more meaningful to have employers preferring to hire a Singaporean not just because they are obliged by our laws, but because they believe Singaporeans are worth the premium. To further discuss today's parliament proceedings, we are joined by Assistant News Editor Lim Yan Liang. Yan Liang, several proposals were laid out today to save jobs and uplift low-wage workers. Uh, from the progress, Singapore Party's approach to introduce quotas to making tweaks to the current system proposed by NTUC Deputy Secretary-General Kopo Kuhn. Now, which ones stood out the most for you in terms of the feasibility in implementing the proposals? So from today's discussion, as with yesterday's, it has largely centred on jobs. So I will perhaps focus on a couple of the ones that stood out for me. Um, Mr. Liang Man Wai from the PSP was one of the first uh, speakers today. And he championed foreign talent from an earlier age that was here to help Singaporeans eat other people's lunches rather than to come to eat our lunch. So he spoke about uh, the possibility of instituting some form of a succession planning uh, clause where uh, EP or SPAS comes with a clause where at the end of the at the expiration date the foreign manager's uh, job uh, goes to a Singaporean. He also mentioned about how uh, entry-level shops should be protected for Singaporeans so the way that this can be done is for foreign PMATs to have a minimum uh, work experience that's slightly longer before they are allowed to work in Singapore. For Mr. Koh, 
Mr. Kopokun, he championed uh, extending the progressive wage model, which, is, which was discussed today as a minimum wage plus model, mm -hmm. to more sectors rather than just to these cleaning, security and landscaping sectors. So he wants it to be eventually become universal. And he mentioned how uh, there are two sectors that are underway, where discussions are underway to introduce the PWM model too. The first being the lifts and escalators sector, which will institute this model by 2022. And that talks are also underway for the waste management sector to eventually get on board this model. Now, Manpower Minister Josephine Teo also spoke about a new progressive wage model mark. Uh, but Lian Yang, is that enough incentive for companies to voluntarily implement progressive wages and provide job advancement pathways, especially for the low-income workers? So this PWM mark that Mrs. Teo brought up in her speech is meant for sectors that have not yet been required by the progressive wage model to offer progressive wages to their lower income workers. So the intention here is for firms to voluntarily get on the progressive wage model and to offer uh, their lower income workers progressive wages, a ladder of skills, if you, if you may, for them to climb and then earn better wages. So she, she proposed that there are several sectors that can come on board, such as the food services and retail, re retail trade sectors. So, in a way, this is in response to Mr. Kopokun's speech earlier, where he said that he would like for the progressive wage model to be universal in Singapore. So, while we are not yet at that point, Mr. Steele says that we can, uh, in, by introducing the PWM mark, we can encourage more uh, employers to proactively uh, jump on the bandwagon. So, whether this PWM mark succeeds, depends on the broader movement uh, of society at large. So what she said was that her hopes are that with the PWM mark, uh, consumers will be more likely or be encouraged to patronize these firms or these companies because they have shown that they have uh, good employment practices that are recognized by the government. Mr. Steele also further on in her speech mentioned that companies that have uh, been proactive in hiring locals, training their local staff, are recognized and when it, when it comes to uh, EP uh, applications, for instance, that they will be considered in a, in a better light than, than uh, employers that have not done so. Yeah. Uh, you rightly mentioned uh, early on as well that the discussions uh, for these two days have largely centered on the employment and management of uh, foreigners in Singapore. Now, with everything that has been said in Parliament, has Mrs. Teo been able to shed light on how the policies have been tweaked, especially in light of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, I think Mrs. Teo used her quite lengthy speech today to go into how the manpower policies in Singapore have been tightened and enforcement measures stepped up in recent years. So, for instance, she was able to share how the, the number of EP and S passes has actually come down very sharply both in the last five years compared to the previous five years period and between January and July this year due to COVID-19. For instance, because of COVID-19, uh, the number of EP and S pass holders has dropped by about 22,000 this year. So she also spoke about how the criteria for which EPs and S passes are, are, are granted has been tightened over the years 
At the same time, the ministry has been uh, doing proactive search and uh, investigation of firms that they suspect of uh, flouting employment practices or not fairly considering local workers. So, in that case, in the, in the respect, I think that uh, she has shed some light, uh, especially since the last two days of debate has centered around jobs and the management of foreigners in Singapore. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.